You introed the last one and it worked well. Oh, so now it's okay. Hey, it um, doesn't have to be. We can take turns. It's whatever you're comfortable with. This is your show. This is my show? This is our show. <laughs> the fuck, dude? I just wanted to say that. <laughs> That's not fair. We're this is a collaboration betwixt the two of us from this across is, the this pond. This is true. Mm, we are this uniting an, our countries. This is an alliance between America and uh the UK. This is a Brexit. I play way too much Civ, man. Like, I just had a crazy game with uh, Queen Victoria. Let's open uh, the show before we start with that, actually. Do it. This is the Dialogue Box with Gwen Frey and Chris Slight. Hi. Hi. How are you, Gwen? <laughs> I am well. I am well-rested, uh, finally. I've uh, I've come out of my civilization coma. <laughs> like, I've, I've been playing that game so much. I have literally spent... Like I'll get up and I'll I'll go to work and I will burn through everything I have to do and I will leave early and then I will come home and I will play Civ and sometimes like I just stop sleeping. Um, I I posted it online and I got some flack for this, but I played in ten days, a hundred and twenty three hours of Jesus. Civilization. How many days I've, is that? What is that in days? What is that in day? Well, I mean, you take a hundred and twenty three and divide by ten. I'm not very good at math. But neither am I. I'm not even going to bother trying to do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, man, I've, a I've lot. just been a lot. I've been playing a lot of Sif, man. A lot of it. Um, See, we've sort of, through brief conversations we've had in between episodes, we've touched on this, but I don't think we've gone super deep in conversation with the amount of time that you've spent playing Civ. Like, you said you had a weekend where you just slept for, like, two hours or something? Yeah. That was great. So I was playing as Queen Victoria, and I... Um, oh, you played as which, Queen Victoria? Yeah. Oh, well, I, uh, one of the interesting things about this one is they switched up the Civs. In the past, it was always, like, um, uh, the USA was was Washington, and... Um, England was uh, uh, England was Queen Elizabeth the first. Yep, Queen Elizabeth, and now she's Queen Victoria, who I I don't apparently is also has a strong navy, um, but uh, Queen Victoria is a little uh, different. What was her stuff? Oh, she was awesome. Oh my god, oh my god. I remember why I had to stay up all weekend playing that game. That game was so good. So I was playing on a huge map, and I was playing as Queen Victoria, and she's like she's a strong navy, um, and uh, she has this thing where um. You can, she, uh, there are these boats that, um, I, I guess in history, Queen Victoria just let, like, pirates just mow down her enemies. And, like, it wasn't a sanctioned war. It was just kind of like, you know what? You know what? Sometimes let's see these things happen. So they had, um, there were some of these ships that were invisible uh, to the enemy unless they were right next to you. You're, st- you're oh. talking about the game, right? Because you couched in- that if in history. I was like, there well, wasn't... A lot of- there wasn't, a lot of there wasn't p- invisible pirates in British history. <laughs> there was no invisible pirates. But there was, um, I guess she did some shady stuff uh, as, far as, the na- <laughs> as far as the Navy goes. I didn't mean to insult your country, Chris. I'm, I mean, I'm I apologize. livid. <laughs> How dare you besmirch the name of Queen uh, Victoria, the one and she, only. <laughs> the, the one and You had multiple queens. 
Um, Multiple from my... queens, but this is she was the only Victoria. She was the only Victoria. Mm. I I can't prove you wrong. I'm not sure if there's ever been a different Queen Victoria. Um, so it's possible she's the only one. Um, where was I? She has an ability where when you go to a different continent, if you take over a city or if you found a city in a different continent, you automatically get a, a red coat, which is a unique melee unit. You know, it's interesting to think about now because all of the civs, all of the um, the perks they get as a civilization are um, couched in history, but couched in history as understood by Americans, which yeah. I never... Like, now that I think about it, you probably don't think of Queen Victoria as the person who, who was in charge of redcoats or things like that. Or, like, England. That's probably not how you think of your country. Um, um, well, the Navy part's always a thing. I mean, like, uh, in rural Britannia, it's mostly a singing about how the Navy's great. Because Britain always did have an amazing Navy, so that's not too far off. And the the soldiers did wear red coats at the time, so I'm not wrong. I'll say the one Civ I'm really not interested in playing is the American one because it's super boring. There's like, um, I to the point where I, I kind of wish it wasn't even in the game because they didn't, they have no unique perks until None. the industrial era. Oh well, I guess that's kind of historically accurate. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just kind of like, what a boring Civ. They they do nothing until the industrial era, and then they've got, like, um, some stuff to help with cultural victory. And, like, I, I mean, the only way to win as an American, it's a combination of culture victory and uh, military. And those two victories don't really go together well in my mind. Well, I mean, like, again, that feels kind of accurate. It's I'm accurate. I'm wearing my Levi it, jeans and... Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, but it's not as fun. It's not as fun to play, no. Yeah. So what what game you been playing? What story? Because to me, when I played uh, Civ Five, one of my favorite things was uh, the amount of stories I could tell people afterwards, like about all the all the bullshit me and Bismarck went through about how I fucking hated Bismarck and. <laughs> He was always being like, oh, let's be friends. Let's be mates. Oh, please, can I be your friend? But he's always putting his troops on my border. And he's always sort of just hanging around, waiting. And then he finally attacks. As soon as someone declares war on me, so does he. Big surprise. Who would have thought Bismarck would have done that? And then he's wow. surrendering like an idiot. Oh, oh, I hated Bismarck. Me, <laughs> me and my uh, Native American guy and... Uh, he was always getting attacked, and he was really nice to me, so I was always looking after him. Bismarck wipes his entire civilization out. That was it. What I, a jerk. I, I dropped a nuke on Bismarck, and then it all went to hell, and I quit the game. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, dude. That's a, that's a great story, actually. That, I don't know yeah. if I can adopt... That's, like, a lot of a lot of rage. I mean, I'll, um, I, I'm really mad in the moment. Yeah. Like... Uh, so a common thing that'll happen for me in, in this new Civ is somebody will go to war with me and then I'll spin up my military from nothing mm -hmm. um, and I'll I'll start owning them. And then they'll they'll be like, hey, let, hey let's uh, let's make peace. And I'm like, no. Goddamn right. No. Yeah. No, you're gone now. That's how I uh, do it. I'm like, I'm eradicating you. How about <laughs> that? In, in, I have... When we discover archaeology, people are going to be digging up shit about your civilization. <laughs> Oh God, I love that. That's the thing about Civis. There's so many little mini games. There's that archaeology mini game. Yeah. There's the this like religious mini game kind of. If you want to go for the religious victory, um, 
there's there's just so many different ways to play it and i haven't even gotten into multiplayer yet uh, which oh i God. probably won't because no. who the fuck ha- can sit down for i mean like a how- day <laughs> Like, yeah, what? I don't know. I've never tried and Civ count on everybody I, else to do. Yeah, it. Jesus. I, I'm I'm happy playing against the computer. Oh my god! Now we're talking about. It. I really want to play Civ. <laughs> oh man, we sh- we need to get you on Civ. We need to get you playing this. Maybe we'll play yeah. multiplayer against each other. No, oh that's god. bad for our relationship. Actually, as friends. Oh, we'll be. We could team up. We could team up. That's not how yeah. Civ is played. No, but it could be me and you against the computer. Like we we form an alliance and then. Bismarck shows up and gives a shit. <laughs> I would mess up Bismarck. Oh my god! Seriously, it's a tentative alliance. <laughs> so what? Um, what was the game where you you did get in the flow state, like where you were you sat down and uh you were just kind of like zen, zenning out, just playing a game. I mean, to me, like probably the most recent game that was like that was like American Truck Simulator. If you've heard of that. Have you heard of that? I I mean I've I've heard of that. Um Yeah. It's a good <laughs> game. It's super relaxing. Like the the way I play it, like cuz you can run your own little truck business and all stuff like that and you can I didn't realize there was like a mini game in there. I thought it was just I mean, so yeah. the way I've this is like a game people play for charity cuz it's torture, right? Like you just um I can... well, there's Desert Bus. Desert Bus is a different thing. Like <laughs> Desert Bus is the Penn and Teller game designed to be bad. Like, it's oh, the one okay, where so it's going straight forward, but the like there's a straight road in a desert, but it just turns slightly to the right, so you always have to keep your hand on the controller. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, did you not know That's, that? Oh, it's so, no, they do Desert Bus for Hope like every year, and it raises oh, money for charity. Yeah. But Penn yeah, and Teller made was... it, so it was a game specifically just to just to be torturous and like not fun and it's like there's nothing going on in this game you're just viewing it from a cab perspective and it's like just a straight road but you have to keep your hand on the wheel because it just drifts ever so slightly to the right oh geez but american truck simulator is actually it's a well-designed little sim of driving a truck which can be as in depth as you want like i say you the idea of it is you go running your own truck business and you got to do all your deliveries until you can buy your own truck and then you can buy your own fleet of trucks and all that shit but i don't huh. do that i got no interest in that side of it huh. oh i just do like a quick job which is like uh, the longest distance whatever i can do take the most time i then put some uh music on whatever i want to listen to normally like a nice big mix of rem like because the, the artist i've got the most music of okay put, put that on shuffle sit down and then just just drive just drive that's what i do and just it's super drive. relaxing wow yeah that's uh that's different I've, that's I, I've put- that's that answered the question um actually perfectly that that is definitely like zen like you, there's no it. There's no thought there in, no. a, in a way. It's it's perfect. I always describe it to people because when you say like, oh, I play American Truck Simulator sometimes, people are like, what the, f- why do you want to pretend you're a truck driver? And I'm like, I don't want to pretend I'm a truck driver. Like, it's not like, <laughs> I don't sit there with a trucker's hat on, like acting like a truck driver and wishing I was a truck driver. I'm not interested in that. But I do like the feeling like of just sitting there and my brain's engaged because I'm driving a thing. 
but I'm not really thinking about it because I have to concentrate like to do it. So it's it's just enough thought to not have to think about anything. Interesting. Like you just so think about nothing and you're just driving and listening to music. Okay. It's nice. I mean, I, I kind of I kind of get it, I guess. Well, I've it's never like, been sure driving in the real life, so... No, I've never driven either. <laughs> like, I, I can't drive, so I always oh. try and tell people, like, oh, well, this is like... I imagine when people say, I'm going for a drive. Like, I imagine maybe it's that. Maybe I would enjoy going for a drive, could I drive, but I can't, uh, so I pretend to drive I an American truck. People who enjoy going for a drive, I think, enjoy going for a drive in, like, a nice vehicle, not in, like, a truck. <laughs> But um, a big American. Well, the, part of what makes American trucks so good is that if, like, you wanna, like, if I play Forza Horizon, that's a race. So that's a completely <laughs> different vibe. Or like, if you wanna play GTA, it's like the game's kind of wanting you to speed and drive around all the time. Doesn't like though people will talk about following the speed limit and stuff. It's not really designed around that, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really scratch that same itch. It kind of did. I used to do that in GTA as well. Like I just drive around, been stopping at lights, <laughs> shit like that, and just being like, yeah. following the law. <laughs> I would do that. I would follow the law in GTA Four and just drive around with the radio on, just being like, oh, this is nice. And <laughs> but American Truck Simulator is completely designed around the idea that you're supposed to be following the speed limit, and you're in a big thing that doesn't really go that fast anyway. So it's kind of like it's just chill. That's my thing, anyway. I, I like it. I like it. Most people, I've attempted to talk about this game on multiple programs and, like, in magazines and stuff and never been accepted. Is <laughs> it... This this part of the conversation is always cut from all of your... Always. I've tried it four <laughs> times on... Oh, my uh, God. That's awesome. ...different TV um, programs and... Well, you're the once, editor, so you can decide to cut this or not. This that's... is the thing. This is... Does this ever seem like a day? I might listen to it back and go like, no, nobody cares. Nobody but... cares. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I've never played American Truck Simulator. Maybe it is actually um, secretly like a like dark horse awesome in some way that I can't... Uh... It's relaxing. It's relaxing. It is relaxing. And it's a good yeah. streaming game as well. People find it relaxing to watch. Whenever yeah, I've streamed right. it, people are just like, this is weirdly compelling. I'll make a big playlist with like loads of songs in it. And I'll yeah. just put it on. I sit there talking to people, singing along. We're all having a great time. That's awesome, man. I mean, it, this goes back to like, there are definitely games that are good to stream versus good to like play on your own. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody... I did have somebody ping me actually and ask to see me play Civ, but for the most part, I don't think anybody wants to see, to watch someone else's Civ game unless maybe they're doing some top tier, you know, like esports style, amazing, I best in say class so. Civ playing. I quite. It, it all depends on the person. Like I, I would, I would enjoy watching you playing Civ because I would enjoy watching what you do and how you play it and your interactions with everyone and stuff. So I find that interesting. So Maybe. I think it would work. I've streamed Civ before and I've had some fun times. Hmm. Again, like, because I'm much more of a narrative person when I'm playing Civ. It's fun uh, for everyone yeah. watching along. We can all join in in hating Bismarck. You know, now that I think about it, you have a point because you can't, you can just stop and, and let, chat with people in your channel. Yeah. Uh, turn-based games are probably really good for streaming. I never thought about it. Oh, they huh. super are. Like, I find games, like, I love Forza Horizon two and i'm getting back into playing three because i moved so i haven't been able to play it for a little while but Mm. 
moved house that is so i didn't just move <laughs> i got up i moved i physically i went from the kitchen to the bathroom to so the chair i had chair to again. stop like <laughs> like a minute but it super sucks for streaming because you are giving so much attention to a racing game because it, it, it requires so much thought of you that mm. you're not paying attention to anything else so it doesn't really work and i found i do stream some overwatch but i found i'm again i'm not really fully paying attention to everyone because it requires so much attention of me so it's like yeah. for me for the type of streams i do because i'm not like super great at anything like <laughs> i'm not like yeah you're not like tier. the esport yeah people no. aren't watching you to to see a sports match or like <laughs> yeah they're they're not looking at the best player in the world they're looking to hang yeah. out with chris and so if they're looking to hang right. out with chris they want chris to like be willing to able to hang out with them too exactly so you, kind of need like a turn-based game or Civ works well you should do some streaming at some point oh Give it a go. i'd rather not <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful really oh my god i don't like this is my time for me i don't want to have other people that i have to entertain do you know that there is definitely some truth to that like i do think sometimes like it, whenever i'm playing any game a part of my head now does think should be streaming this really like you're playing a game you could be streaming it and yeah, it's like you could be... oh, but i do want to just i just want to sit by and I not take the thing i love and turn it to work man that sounds awful well it is fun i'll tell you it is there is a lot of fun to be had and you meet some really cool people like i've got a dedicated little crowd and there's some really cool people in there uh but yeah, you definitely do have like those moments where you're like, oh, I just like to play a game just for just for me. Yeah. And how do you do that? Do you schedule out like um, I this game will uh, like maybe if it's a narrative game that you really want to experience on your own, you're like this game I will play alone, and you will like a lot time for that. Or yeah, like, how I, do you decide which games to stream and which ones don't? And I tend to try and stream most things unless it's like a a game i'm super looking forward to that's like got a narrative to it like quantum break i didn't want to stream because i was like well this is more of a kind of story action kind of thing and i want to just play it like i don't mm -hmm. want to be talking to people through it but uh, most games i will try and stream and just see if they work and yeah. I mean, some of them don't it is definitely true that uh i do end up playing a lot of games that i would not normally play just because i'm a game developer and i have to mm. um they're um artistic or unique in some way and i uh i know everyone in the industry is gonna be talking about them so i have to play it um just you know to, to get a baseline and that happens every now and then and a couple of times i get surprised and they end up being awesome games and a couple of times you know i'm just like i'm it's homework yeah <laughs> it's playing games is homework uh and that sucks i'll, I'll say undertale surprised me I thought, I was like, shit, everyone's talking about this. I guess I gotta play this. I hate pixel games. I, I'm i never a fan of these silly, like, ugly pixel art games. And yeah. I booted it up like Undertale. like a meme game, even though it yeah. totally isn't. I think the amount of memes that were spawned off of it, I was just put off. Yeah, and then I played it, and I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> this is actually yeah. funny. I need to play it properly. I played a little bit, and I was like, this is fun, and then I never went back to it. Mm, I um I I killed somebody that uh I I felt very bad and I rage quit when I found out I didn't have to kill her. <laughs> oh no! Well, you don't have to kill anyone, isn't that one of I the know. things of the game? I, like I you can kill now. nobody. 
At oh, the time, you didn't I thought, know it then. <laughs> I didn't know, and I killed her. And then I, somebody, I said it was heartbreaking when I had to kill her. And somebody at lunch was like, "You didn't have to kill her." And I was like, "What? No, you don't have to kill anybody." <laughs> Shit. Uh, so <laughs> you I, um, fucking game. You lied to me. I I was so mad. I I didn't finish that game that night. <laughs> so I guess oh, no. I've never actually beat Undertale. Um, <laughs> the, so American Truck Simulator. I guess maybe I'll put that on the list of games that I don't really want to play, but I will for <laughs> just reasons. for me, <laughs> <laughs> for industry reasons. Uh, simulation games are very. Uh, that's a unique and uh, that's a unique audience that is very dedicated. Um, oh, God, and they yeah. they usually um, people who get super into driving sims or or um, uh, plane sims will build a, an entire like chair and, and yeah. rig and uh, like wheel if it's a racing game or like a they'll they'll get really into it. Um, oh, that uh, scratches I, such an itch in my brain. The idea of that, like I look at people's setups and I'm like, ooh, I don't want like, that, but I do, but I don't. I know. Like I I took the time to build the cockpit. What? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sounds lame are... as hell, but it also like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've always had a part of my brain that's been ever since I was a kid. I remember ha- I had the rich friend who uh went to our school and he was the kid that had all the really cool birthday parties that everyone went to. Like he had birthday parties. Like one of his birthday parties was go-karting. I mean Seriously, yeah. who does that except the rich kid? But that was the cool. rich kid apparently. Yeah. yeah, and we all got to go, and it was really fun. But I remember he had like a Pentium computer with like a joystick, and he had Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I just found the idea of it fascinating. I've always found the idea of like where it's like, oh, you do a flight from like I don't know, like London to Boston, uh, but you do it in real time. I always like the idea of a big event like a thing like that where I'm like. Where you're oh, actually gonna... experiencing what it's like to do that, or well, it's yeah, realistic. It's, and... it's kind of that, but also just, like, I love the idea of, like, it's the same way I love the idea of doing the 24-hour streaming marathons. I like the idea of any sort of long, event-y type thing where I'm like, I'm doing the thing. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so I've always been fascinated with the idea of those sorts of sims where it's all super real. and But then when I try and play them, I... Like, I tried playing Flight Simulator just, like, last year because I was like, I could actually run that on the PC I've got. Wow, I could do it. And I've got this joystick that I bought for Elite that I used probably about, like, four times. But, like, <laughs> I've got this thing. I could do it. And then you realize, like, oh, no, this is actually just, like, flying a plane. I don't just press forward and it goes. <laughs> like I've no, got... it's... That's <laughs> the point is that it's super hard and super exactly. realistic. And Dude, I didn't um... have the time to learn that. <laughs> I think this is a good segue into into vr stuff because i think vr uh is going if it succeeds anywhere or at least initially succeeds anywhere it's going to be with the the simulation crowd it's going to be with people who are doing flight sims and um racing sims and things like that that's where uh people have already solved the haptic feedback problem like they've Mm. already got the uh the one of the problems with vr is like you you go to touch a table and you'll see your hand touch a table and in VR, but your hand is not touching a table, so you know mm. brain doesn't all like it. But um, these people have already built rigs. <laughs> they've, yeah. they've already recreated the cockpit in the real world. Uh, so <laughs> VR require movement. Like you're just sat in a chair, looking around. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that too. It is perfect, man. It's gonna be. Uh, I I think that that kind of thing is cool. I think um, that's why VR is taking off in like amusement parks and things like that. If you look, 
Yeah, I've said there's a there's a roller coaster in the UK that's got VR headsets, and I was just like, oh, really? Huh? But then yeah. I was like, wow, but like you're flying through space at a million miles an hour, and I was like, oh, what? That actually sounded kind of cool. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be like a big roller coaster. It could just kind of like, um, if when you're being jostled in VR, you're being jostled in real life, so you get yeah. that feeling. Uh, that so your body feels what you're seeing. Um. And everything becomes way more real. I've I've heard those experiences are great. I haven't done it yet, but I've I've heard the um the amusement park rides that use VR are super cool. Hmm. Is that kind of like because like what do you feel in terms of video game stuff? Like, do you feel there's a strong future for VR? Oh big, man, it's a big it's question a, for you, particularly as like is, a developer oh, in this world. <laughs> The developer community is very uh, torn about it, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I can say. For instance, I can say um, my concerns. Uh, Forrest, uh, my coworker, brought up this really good concern, which is um, a lot of people are making VR games and are super into making shooters and in game traditional video games in VR. Mm-hmm. But if you ask them what games they currently play in VR, they'll just kind of like glass eye you. They a lot of developers are excited about making things in vr but aren't actually playing vr which is scary because if you don't understand your audience if you're not the audience um then you're probably not going to be if you don't understand your Hmm. audience then then you're making something for who nothing yeah like for a a theoretical audience that doesn't exist yet if you don't if you're excited about making vr but you can't point to a vr game that you're excited about playing um you're you're making a huge gamble there and I i think that's probably true um, I think in the um, amusement park space and in things like that, VR has already proven to be quite successful and do quite well. I think there's a lot of um, I'm way way more excited about augmented reality. Uh, Microsoft came out saying that they're they're not going hard on VR right now. They're not super excited about these tech demos and stuff. But Microsoft is sitting on the Hololens, which I think is extremely exciting. Oh, dude, that that most um, recent Microsoft thing where they. It was the moment where they were like, they went on that furniture website and were just like, I wonder what that chair would look like in my house. And I was like watching yes. it with my girlfriend. I was like, look, look. And he, she was like, oh, is he just going to pull it out? I was like, yeah. And he did it. And I was like, that's cool as just, hell. It's amazing. It has a lot of amazing um, uh, properties for things like, um, yes, arranging furniture. Or as you walk around saying that you could pin uh pin a, a windows browser uh over your kitchen yeah. stove that just has like your recipe book uh or um being able to pin apps to different places in the world that seems super cool a lot of things about ar seem extremely cool and vr has a lot of interesting potential outside the game space as well i i know a ton of companies are working in real estate mm. um looking at um things like can we show someone an apartment or a house um uh in vr and so you can just put on a headset and and walk around the house virtually, yeah. Um, and and see what it'll be like before you buy it. Um, that's a a potential. There's a lot of interest. Um, uh, in the medical industry, there's a lot of potential God, for yeah. AR and VR. Well, um, I was talking. I I I I hosted a uh, the virtual reality summit at the London Games Festival, which was actually a look really at cool. You, thing. you're such a big deal. That's insane. It really was. It was. It was actually super cool. It was at the BFI, which is the British Film Institute, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was uh, very cool to have done that. But I was like, I was hosting it, which just meant I was doing a, introducing people and then uh, hosting panels. And one of the panels I was doing was people talking about like 
we're all talking about video games, but what about the shit that VR could do that's not to do with video games? And that was one of them where they were saying, like, you could eliminate the need for cadavers, potentially, because, like, medical students could just train on, like, an augmented reality style thing that's just a mm. lump, but it's got all the stuff within it, seemingly, by augmented reality. And he was like, one dude was like, well, what if you had to fix your car and you just downloaded your car's make and model and everything? And it puts an overlay over the top that just tells you, like you tell, like you type in what's wrong with it, and it's like, go to this bit, open this bit, like touch this bit right here, and do this. But it's just showing you, so you can just do that yourself. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's. And I was like, I'm all I'm thinking about is video games, but there's so much cool, life changing shit that like oh, yeah, augmented man. reality could do. That's really and, and, cool. And that's reality, and that's what's gonna catch on first. I hope. I think. Uh, I think augmented reality is more excited than VR in my. In my opinion, I'm more excited about augmented reality than virtual reality because I think it has a lot of those kinds of applications. Um, and because VR does have the the lack of, um, <laughs> like, the number, I've worked on a number of VR games now, actually. I've worked on a couple and just helping out contracting and such. And the number of times I've put on a headset and I've accidentally knocked over the coffee on my desk. <laughs> Um, or just the, the inconvenience of taking it off, typing something in the keyboard, putting it back on again. Like there's just, there's a lot to VR that is just not super consumer friendly right now. I don't Mm. think it's mass market ready. Um, I think AR is probably going to come in closer to mass market ready just because it's so much better if you can see the world. Yeah. No, (laughs) I agree. Um, I think for games, I think whatever platform catches on. Um, in the mass market is what we will end up having the most games for and therefore have the best games for. Mm. And what I mean by that is um, the PlayStation 2 was probably the best console of all time because uh, people it had huge market penetration because people bought it for the DVD player. And phones are not ideal necessarily for, for playing video games, but they became ideal for playing video games because everybody had one. Mm-hmm. Because everybody had to have a smartphone. Um, and I think... AR is going to be the thing that everybody has to have. Um, it's going to be like big, like the smartphone big. And I think because of that, video games will naturally find a... Because everybody will have it. Game developers will make games for it. <laughs> and Yeah, um, totally. I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, I, I think AR cool will take off. With AR. Like, you could do some... You oh could do God. some... If you, like, especially now I've got my head wired into the sort of really cool things that developers have done when they've been like all right, we're not making a video game on a phone. We're making a video game for a phone, like with all the features of it built around it. Like, uh, God, what was the name of that game? Uh, It's on my phone, I think. What was the name of it? Oh, I've got the sequel to it on my phone, Silent Night. It was the one where uh, you were getting messages on your phone from someone that was stuck on a planet somewhere, and it was just delivering them to you like text messages in your phone and oh, it, was so, it was such a fun game like it, <laughs> because you'd made decisions and like tell him what to do and stuff like that and ah, uh, it felt so tense even though you knew it was a game it was like you'd get a me- it'd be it would be real time as well if you wanted it to be so he'd be like i'm gonna walk up this hill i'll contact you like in a bit and it'd be like he's offline and you just have to wait that's <laughs> so cool but stuff like that like if you do that for ar like not that specific thing but if you build a game around the idea that you're using ar rather than like like you say like you're not making a shooter because that's a game you like you're making a new thing that really takes advantage of it 
that's going that to be exciting. That's going to be huge. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. The future is so exciting right now. Mm. Um, it is so exciting. I've, um, I mean, I, I feel remiss because I, I haven't, have you played the PlayStation VR yet? No, still haven't got to give it a go. It will probably make me feel ill like all other VR, so. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done, um, I have not experienced the PlayStation VR. I've, I've, I have a Vive sitting next to me right now and I have a DK2, like an Oculus. Um, uh, I've, I've used the HoloLens in the past, but, um, the PlayStation VR I have not tried. I think, um. They're going for mass market VR, and if I mean Sony is an incredible company, they might pull it off. Um, I'm very curious to see how the if the market picks it up. So it's far, it's still it quite seems... expensive though. Like it's still you still have to spend three hundred and fifty pounds to just get the headset. Then you you need to buy the camera on top of that, and also if you want to have hands, I guess you need to move controllers. Yeah. And I was looking at it, it's like just just over or just in the middle of five hundred pounds, and I was like, "That's not cheap." <laughs> I was like, "This doesn't feel." I know it's like where well, you've already got the PS4 and stuff like that, but if you don't already have the PS4, it's like it's also the consoles. It's a very expensive console, and there isn't any um, console mover for it yet. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. people will buy the people are gonna buy the Nintendo Switch because they they want to play as link and that's just yeah. reality right like zelda's going to push that um people will um uh xbox will sell as soon as it has an exclusive title that um i mean a halo or something will push people to buy it so what is the there hasn't been a an announcement i don't think for the the playstation vr for playstation um, vr no there hasn't been a single game that i've been like Oh well, I've got to get it now because of game. I yeah. feel I feel like I've got to get it now because I work in the games industry and it's the new thing. <laughs> like literally, that's it. I haven't got it because it's expensive, but so, and it will make think, me ill. But there's no game that I've been like, gotta get it. So if Sony wanted, if Sony was serious, if Sony really wanted PlayStation VR to take off, they would say, "All right, the next game coming out of Naughty Dog is only on VR." Is exclusive to Sony VR, and if they did that, then they would push some consoles. And as soon as you get the the ball rolling, where the game developers are not going to make games for a console that nobody has, Um, yeah, and uh, that's just reality. So it's up to the first party, the people who make these platforms, to get games onto those platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And until Sony, like you know, soldiers up and and says, "All right, we're going to have these exclusives," and if you don't have VR, you can't play them. uh, They're they're not going to penetrate the market with playstation vr and i think um that's why you're seeing a lot of things you're seeing right now too with the oculus uh the oculus is trying to woo developers they're like hey we have a cool uh we have a cool system here if you make a game using unreal engine we'll uh pay your we'll pay your fees we'll we'll pay the unreal we'll pay epic the royalty for using the engine oh, wow. please make games for our stuff please because <laughs> yeah i saw is it yeah, Unity just announced their own VR stuff oh, of course. Like yesterday as a, a yeah. time of recording. Oh, man. That sounds... Yeah. Well, I mean, because Epic and, and Unity are, are competitors. <laughs> so as soon as as soon as soon Oculus said that they would um, pay the developer fees if you use Unreal Engine, Unity had to have respond. It was like, uh, or just... Or or you could do it with Unity. <laughs> we'll, uh, uh. we'll make it free on our end. It's free no matter what. Yeah, Use it's Unity. free anyway. 
Yeah, Unity is losing in VR, which is interesting because Unity's been the trending uptick indie darling for a long time now. Oh god, yeah, and yeah, because you could get a whole engine for nothing. Was it free? Was it free? No. Was it ever free? Was there a free version of Unity? I feel like I downloaded it like a million years ago just because it was free. You could start for free, but you pay when you make a thing. Oh. And that's true with both engines. I get you. Because, yeah, I've never actually done anything with it. So (laughs) I just saw it with free. I was like, oh, download. Like, yeah, you can make stuff. But if you want to sell it for money, you know. You have to pay them license. I get you. Yeah. Um, Oh, so they were doing a similar thing where they were like, oh we'll pay for your license with uni basically yeah uh, because they their unity is losing right now um in the vr only, space only in vr yes yeah and actually because so much of vr development is being done by indies and not by AAA, um there is actually a number a large number of people using unity in vr but it's a nightmare <laughs> like hmm. it's a known nightmare compared to uh the unreal engine which i think is um the games i've worked on i i'm biased because i use unreal engine i have a youtube channel that makes videos about how to do things in unreal engine so i'm super biased so i should just you know couch this in that there's that but there's also you are biased for a reason like it's like before i actually worked for the company x split i always used it anyway so it's one of those biases where you're like i'm biased but they don't pay me like yeah (laughs) I, i just prefer this thing out of personal preference and experience that is true i prefer yeah, so the Unreal fine. engine yeah uh and and it, it there's just no question right now that the unreal engine if you want to make a vr game you can just uh getting spun up in the unreal engine is way faster mm. um than getting getting everything working in unity um but i i'm sure somebody will tell me i'm wrong so whatever <laughs> whatever chris slight it's fine you pick your team this is <laughs> You pick your team in this industry. Your team media, you? your team in real. No, if you're a developer, you actually try to play them off of each other. Oh, you're like, I don't know. I could deal. totally, I could totally switch. You know, oh, said they man. would do it. For, I would yeah. never switch. Every game I make will be in Unreal because I know it and I love it. Uh, True, you learned that so now. That's you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like learning Unity. I mean, I'd have to learn C Sharp. There's just like, ugh, ugh. It's all this work. Yeah, nah. Pass. Unity Four is sweet. <laughs> I have no preference either way because I don't make games. So you're like you're talking in acronyms. What the hell are you saying? <laughs> oh, I'm aware of what these things You've are. Lost just the entire audience. Oh yeah, the, I think our entire audience from because our first episode came out. We're probably going to wrap this up here, by the way. Oh, and, that uh, makes sense. We're very yeah. very thankful to all the people that have listened and commented and got back to us. That was super cool. You have some really cool friends, Gwen. They are really cool. You have some cool. I've I've been Twitter followed by random strangers in the UK. I assume they're your friends, and they seem very nice. That's awesome. They I, seem I, lovely. Yeah, I, I we got some really nice responses, and thank you very much to the people that did that. Uh, we're on iTunes now. We by the time this episode comes out, we'll be on Stitcher as well, which is a good uh, podcast downloady platform for people on uh, Android and whatnot. We're on SoundCloud. It's like our main home and yeah we've had some nice responses so uh if you're on itunes or stitcher feel free to leave us a little review why not i let a friend know word of mouth that's always good as well you can get us on twitter we're a uh, dialogue box cast the dialogue box cast i think we're dialogue box cast dialogue box cast. there correct. you go so this has been the dialogue box with gwen frey and chris light you have been in the dialogue box yes.